You're listening to the Mobcast Network. We're chomping at the bit to say words. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to the catacombs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Whoa? That was a little... Where's the... Welcome, my friends! No, no, no. We, we're, we're lowering... I can, I can, Welcome, my friends, to the catacombs. I can do that. I just like it. It makes me feel good about my life. I will. Okay, is it ready? One, two, three. Welcome, my friends, to the catacombs. That's so much better. We're the deep dive cold movie podcast that is a... Uh, Attached to the uh, cold movie cantina, we're like you know in the basement. <laughs> yeah, we're the subfloor of yeah. the subfloor. That's where we keep Drew, our co-host. Yeah. How's it going, Drew? <laughs> it's good, co-host here. I'm the suck pump of movies. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I don't even know what that means, but we're going with it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. suck pumps are in basements. I think I think that's called sump pumps. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, but either way, <laughs> uh, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and uh, we have a special guest. Drew, would you like to introduce our guest? I would. So I have known this guy for a while. I did a podcast with him. Uh, it's still floating up out there called Between the Line. It's the great thing about the internet. It just, yeah, it just stays that, out, just there forever. out there He's a fantastic composer, a very good friend, and just so happens to be a guy who really loves terrible, terrible movies almost as much as I do. That'd be Chris a lot. Hello. Hey, Chris. What's up, buddy? Uh, not only am I a fan of terrible movies, I own a lot of them. Uh, you uh, now, I'm not going to say it was a terrible movie. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, you did work on snakes on a plane, snakes on a train, snakes, snakes out of Compton. Snake snake yeah, I was getting it there somewhere. Yes, snakes out of Compton was his. Snake out of Compton, not snakes on a plane. Same thing. If it was snakes on a plane, man, I would have got much more money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a snake, and I knew there was a snake. I got the snake part. Well, actually, the beginning of that movie is like a snake falling out of a plane, and you hear the Samuel Jackson quote. Yeah, it's a snake falling. So we're an unofficial sequel to Snake on a Plane. So. That's pretty brilliant. <laughs> totally brilliant. We should do that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We should. And then bring we we yeah. re-record that. That would be great. Um, I wish I picked a movie that was. Better with oh. <laughs> oh oh I've been waiting to say this. I, I I would I wish I picked a movie that was more in line to a composer's film. Oh. That's oh, not what I was waiting for. Would have been like Judgment Night. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So, but I did very didn't. very interesting story for that. Film, so yeah. I, I I picked this particular film for a couple of reasons. So first of all, before we get into that, what we watched, and if you didn't see the label on the the title <laughs> of the episode, uh, we watched Body Snatchers, the uh from 1993, it is the second remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. You can listen to the trailer now. There's something in the air, and it feels like fear. There's something in the night, and it seems like terror. There's someone in your bed, and it looks like you. Life will be simpler now. The only thing missing will be you. Mommy! What's the matter, honey? What's the matter? 
There's mommy. She's right there. What happened? I've seen people at the infirmary exhibiting paranoia. People afraid to sleep. Get in bed. Afraid of family members. People afraid of themselves. We're gonna go right now! Oh, Marty, let's get out of here. They're out there. They're everywhere. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. Body snatchers. The invasion continues. They kill to be you. And so here's why I picked it. There are few movies that are a filmed in Alabama where where we record where we hold our heads and where we live, but even fewer that take place in Alabama. This is both, yep. <laughs> and, and got a theatrical release, and got a yeah. theatrical release. That's oh, a very big deal. Wide got, release, got a wide release. It is not. We'll get into that later. Um, and when we play our little game, but um, so. Uh, I have only seen this movie twice. Once in 94 when it was on home video, and then last night. <laughs> <laughs> and for good reason. Uh, for good reason. Oh, this movie is nemesis level for me. It is Really? Oh, man. Nemesis level? Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, oh, this yeah. movie is as bad. I was as bored. Here's my take on this movie. Just for two seconds of it. Okay. No, go ahead. You don't save want to me, save me for myself. Go let's, ahead. Let's, just, just. Do you want to? Do you want to just interrupt during during the summary for that? No, because I need to take how bad it is first. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. I mean, truthfully, I've been on a diet, a very strict diet, because I learned that I have a problem. When I get bored, I get hungry. Right. <laughs> I ate a bag of chips last night. Broke my diet because of this movie. I blame this. I was so bored. I was like, I got to finish it. I got to finish it. I ate a bag of chips. So that meant I had to work out more at the gym today. So not only did that movie ruin part of my day, it made my morning suck even much more. So this movie is worse than Nemesis because Nemesis was so bad that in parts of Nemesis, I was like, there's no way this is real. This can't even be a movie. It's so bad. This doesn't even make sense. This movie was just coherent enough to tell a story right. and just shitty enough for me not to give a shit. And yet I was stuck in the middle because I had to finish. Well, what I want to know is when you were watching Nemesis, did, did you have chips? No. Because it was so bad. That's, that's how bad this movie is. Yeah, man. this made me break my diet. I haven't touched a potato in, in nine months. Man. Body snatchers. I was invaded by them for <laughs> chips. So it must have been the time of night I watched this. Let me let me explain what happened last night. I uh, reconnected with, with a friend of mine that I've mentioned on this podcast before that I've not seen literally in almost 20 years. Wow. Or 25 years. Right. Uh, Mike Smith, who uh, introduced me to Dreamscape. Oh, wow. And so, you know, he lived where I grew up and we were friends in middle school and that's where he showed it to me in, in, sure. in high school. And then after high school, he went into the military and he's originally from New York. And so that's just where he resettled. And then we just lost connection. Well, he was back in town 
and he hooked me. We looked at. We've been talking on Facebook for the last couple of weeks, but he's like, "Let's have dinner." So I went to Owa, which is way oh, yeah. way south of the county, because he was he's in that area visiting. And so I was like, "I'll just come to you." I've never been to Wahlburger, so I went there. Yeah, and we ended up talking for like three hours. I didn't get home to like ten thirty. Then I started watching this movie. Oh, boy. oh So I didn't get to bed like to twelve thirty one o'clock. So I've watched this movie, but I will say riveted. I was riveted the entire time. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> loved what? it all. I absolutely loved it. I was like, this movie's going to, and I'm like, you know, it's not half bad. It just kept getting better. And I was like, I mind blowingly bad. What? Loved it. Oh, loved that's it. unreal. It's the first time we've had a massive disagreement right. on this level. And like, like it's, it's not like top twenty five Scotty list. No, no, but, but, but we're talking about the catacombs. I'm not right. expecting them right. to be right, but unless Jim Cod is included. <laughs> but I, I thoroughly enjoy. It's not perfect by any means, and it's not better than. It's not better than the Donald. I think the Donald Sutherland remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is phenomenal. Oh, oh it's yeah. a horrifically scary movie right, to me. Right, right. Scary. And mainly because we were young when it. I mean, you know, it was right before it came out. Right before, well, right after I was born. Years, the year of your birth. I don't know yeah. what year you were born, but just it was you know seven years after you yeah. were before you were born. But but I you know it came on TV when I was little and scared the hell. Oh, out. it scared the. But Jesus out the, of me. The one scene with the dog. With oh, the, yeah. With the human yeah, face. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's, still, it still frightens me to this day. Yeah, but still, yeah. I don't know. We watched it recently. It's kind of goofy. But, like, it but I'm like, but I the idea of it is. It's still freaky, right? though. Yeah. It's still oh, it tells for it. So there are things in the, and when I get this, uh, I'll, early spoiler, I guess. I mean, if you watched it with us, you watched it with us. I was horrified by the little boy watching his mother turn to dust. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't bother me. It made me laugh kind of like uh, AI did. <laughs> what? Yeah, when the kid in AI is like, Mommy, come back. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You're sick, man, Drew. You're good. You're sick, man. No, it's just, it just it, I don't know why. It just it wasn't, like, it, there was no buildup for it for me, for for him to, like, because he, he kept a, saying, he was, was like, a, she's not my mommy. But, okay, right. we got it. No, he and he wasn't saying it that way. He was saying, like, no, she's not my mommy. She's my stepmom. Right. No, 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 that was his mom. No, that was his stepmom. His mom. It's sure? her. It's her yeah, stepmom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was her stepmom. Only her stepmom. Yeah, it's, it's his mom. Oh, I thought. It, I thought he said our, when our mommy went away in no. one part. No, it's, he it's, said it to it, her on the couch. Trust me, we had to watch this movie. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I watched it. I'm just, just like my mommy's dead. I'm like, damn. Just like <laughs> hardcore. Well, the poor kid is the worst. The worst situation is for the little kid. Right. Right. And so. You know, th- there's parts of it, I, I, whatever, but there's like, I, I, got, I, I, I thought get, the screaming stuff, the first time they, she screamed, I thought it was creepy as hell. Just the idea of like them all like pointing and screaming the way oh, they yeah, did. No, that, that was freaky. I thought that and was that, an interesting only, concept. And that's the only invasion of, and invasion of the body centers that have done the callback from the first, from that, yeah. from the Donaldson. The other ones never do that. But, um, I liked, I like when, you know, he gets he gets downstairs and uh, when he starts to realize what's going you know, the husband's realizing what's going on he gets in and she's like look where are you going to go what are you going to I mean yeah, no, that's and I'm freaky. just like that, that's, it's, free, that's freaky. It's, it's freaky but but <laughs> be like bitch you just came out of a plant <laughs> Like hey, he, he's save your kids, bro. He was stoned. No, he's dumb, dumb, and he turned faster than anybody. My biggest problem with this is it was as bad as AVP in terms of gestation period. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. oh look, it takes thirty days for this one to grow, right? And then it's like, up oh, instantaneous. Just add water. They're like chia pets. <laughs> they just they, they just got refined. They just yeah, figured, chia just, pets really. It was terrible. So you, you ready to dive into this now? Yeah, let's go. So uh, body. Maybe throw some roots. 
<laughs> Dad jokes about. Um, Body Snatchers, nineteen ninety three, directed by Abel Ferreira, who did uh, Kings of New York, uh, Mary, Bad Lieutenant, uh, Gladiator. Not no, <laughs> the boxing one, right? Yeah. No, even worse. Uh, this movie will make the catacombs because um, I found out it was on Prime and I got excited. There's a 1986 made-for-TV movie about a dude's brother who gets killed by a drunk driver, and so he turns his car into a vigilante car and goes after drunk God, drivers. We're watching. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's so happening. <laughs> it's called the Gladiator. It's 1986, and I was like, when I when I finished watching Body Snatchers, it, on my suggested, like, would you like to see? And it was like, it popped up. I went, yes, please. <laughs> Uh, add to watch list. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it was like fast. It was as fast as I could put oh it. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. So here's here's maybe why the script is a mess. It has one, two, three, four, five screenwriters on it. Good grief! <laughs> that are all credited. Yeah, so there's no telling it, how many uncredited people. Right, are. it's not like I think it only, actually reading all about it. I think only the five people worked on it. What are they are, now? Are they ampersands or ands? Uh, they are. So it's. Um, Raymond uh, Sesteri, who did Melina, uh, Melinda, and and then uh, this movie, uh, and and uh, and his partner, uh, who I did not put down because he also he, the only other movie he did was this. They have the ampersand. Okay. And then there's a story by there's three guys on that, including Stuart Gordon, who we just recently did with Robot oh, Jocks, yeah. right? Who did Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Reanimator, and uh, what we're going to do soon on this podcast, uh, Fortress. Stuart Gordon apparently is going to just live with us for a while. He's just, it's fine. I like Stuart Gordon. He's made some good stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stuart Gordon's writing partner, Dennis uh, Paoli, uh, who did Reanimator, uh, Dagon, and uh, From Beyond, is also in this. And then Nicholas St. John, who did Kings of New York, Fear City, and The Funeral. So. Um, so that's the five writers that are involved in this movie. <laughs> Good grief. Um, originally, this was um, a Stuart Gordon piece, and for some reason, um, he did not get to direct. They changed directors on him. Interesting. Creative uh, creative uh, differences, I suppose. So, cinematography by uh, Bojan Bazelli. Yep. Who I did, have a cool note on this. Who did The Ring. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, Hairspray, Rock of Ages, Pete's Dragon, the newest one. He's currently working on Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, snap. So this dude is, uh, so this movie, uh, and I forget the exact model, it's the first set of Ari lenses, this very specific type. Yep. Do you have that in trivia? I do. Go go for you. Just yeah. go ahead. Um, well, I just, I know this from this movie. It's a first set of Ari lenses that, that exist. specifically for you. Specific, I know you so well. These very specific anamorphic <laughs> lenses, which I will say, the film is shot gorgeous. There's some shots oh, yeah. in there I can't stand because they pushed in on the anamorphic. I wish yeah. it would have been, at least the version I saw was widescreen. But it would have been amazing to see some of these. I mean, there's some frames. I told Sarah, I was like, that is, look how beautiful. And she was, she was like me. I was like, a gorgeous frame. Beautifully So this well was composed. the first, or according to the note, the trivia is that this is the first film shot with the aeroscope anamorphic lens, which was created by Ari, uh, the German manufacturer. I, yeah, I said optic. So this became their first anamorphic glass. That's a huge deal. That is. For yeah. Ari lenses. Very cool. Very yep. cool. Um, so it starts uh, Terry Kenny as Steve. He's our uh, EPA guy. Terrible. At some point, someone said Epa. I think it was um, um, no Blanche. Yeah, yeah. Kyle from Child's Play 2. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well done. In the list. Uh, (laughs) Because that's how we roll. (laughs) 
Uh, Steve's been, uh, uh, Terry Kennedy, as Steve from EPUP, uh, he uh, uh, was in, uh, he's been in billions on uh, Showtime. All right. He's a I great actor. Good behavior. He's in Oz. Great actor, terrible in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he's okay in this. I oh, he's terrible. God. No, he was the worst part of this movie. Oh, no. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, he was one of the worst parts. Yeah. One of the. Uh, Meg Tilly as Carol. Um, she was in Agnes of God, where she received an Oscar nomination. So yeah. she's the she is an Oscar nominee that's in this movie, <laughs> one of two. The she was in The Big Chill and she's in Psycho Two, which she's is a great actress. No, she, oh, and, yeah. she, and she's good in and this. Plays really weird characters very well. Right, and, yeah. she's, and she's and she's good in this. Oh, she, she's great. She's got that, that that turn from from human to monster is, yeah. is great. Uh, Gabrielle Anwar as Marty. She's in most recently Once Upon a Time. She's been in a lot of Burn Notice. She's been in The Tudors and she was in Scent of a Woman. I only put that in. In there, so we could go. Hua, hua. <laughs> Wait, that goes back to our. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes back to Tom Baird. Right, right. Obviously. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> go listen to episode three. Yeah, so I, I, I put things in stuff. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> Billy Worth as Tim. He's been in Lost Boys and a ton of TV. But like, so like he's a, a working actor. He's like he's been in two episodes of this and three episodes of that. Yeah, he's one a full time actor, so he's doing that. Uh, uh, your friend uh, Christina Lee's yep. as Jen, and she's uh, Kyle and Child's Play too. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, uh, and she's also uh, uh, most, I guess, most famously, she's in uh, Beverly Hills 90210, and she's in the remake. She's in the, the reboot or whatever they're doing. It was a sequel, actually. Is it a sequel? Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, like it's like later on in that. I thought they just I don't continued know. the art. Did not watch it. So. Nope. I did watch 90210 back in the day, though. I won't lie. Well, I, I'm I not going to lie. I did not. I only watched one episode of Melrose Place because I was a PA on a movie and took Jamie Lunar home. Oh. Yeah. I well, gotcha. Yeah. That was an so interesting had to time. do a little studying on that. I had to figure out who the hell she was. <laughs> they talked about it. I was like, I don't know who you are. I um, watch this stuff. So we're going to go to our second Oscar winner. Forrest. Whitaker. He's the only yep. winner, second nominee. Totally <laughs> didn't remember he was in this. Didn't even know. And he showed up. Oh, I, was I like, forgot, too. Right, I was like, Forrest Whitaker? It was, like, Wait, it, was like, it was like Mick Tilly and then Forrest Whitaker. And you're just and like, his, what? And his eyeball was all normal still. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. I'm not being mean. Uh, it's like he, he just hadn't had uh, bad luck or something yet. We, we had we made it. <laughs> yeah, it was this movie right here. It was that one scene when, you yeah, know, when he just went goes crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. So it, most it people, was too much of a strain. So uh, Forrest Whitaker is known for The Last King of Scotland. That's when he won his Oscar. He is one in one of my favorite films of all time, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Dude, oh, Jim it. Jarmusch. Oh, so good. So good. I want more of that stuff. He's in Black Panther. He is uh, Saul Guerrero in Star Wars Rogue One and Rebels. He's in Platoon. He's been in The Crying Game. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in the crime. I forgot that. He was in the crime. And then then running out our, our cast is Arlie Emery. Yeah, boy. Yep. As General Platt. John as General Platt is uh, Full Metal Jacket, uh, yep. Seven, burning, uh, Mississippi Burning, and Dead Men Walking, among other things. Uh, also, the worst mustache and eyebrow combo yep. in a movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was like, I was like, I was seriously, I'm no lie, riveted. I was really digging the movie, and then this fucked up mustache. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like... Huh? <laughs> yeah. So what you're telling me is it wasn't the piss poor acting. It wasn't the fact that I'll get onto this in a second. It wasn't the fact that there was a weird relationship between a grown man and a girl. It was actually the fact that some dude had a fucked up mustache to pull you out of this movie. Yeah. Scotty White, I love you, but God 
Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, man, was that because it looked like a it looked like a caterpillar? What's up with that? Right, it like a caterpillar on his, on no. his lip, and then like two little baby caterpillars on his eyebrows. That was just like that's his patented look. The, no. mu- the, the mustache was off. Yeah, like, the mustache I, was not his patented. Like I, 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 I've never yeah. noticed. No. I've never noticed the eyebrows, but the mustache like drove it all out. It's like, oh. Okay, that's, that's a, surely this happened. is what we're doing now. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's what the body snatcher wanted. And then, like, Forrest Whitaker also <laughs> has a terrible mustache. mustache. I mean, there are terrible mustaches in this movie. Well, I mean, it was the '90s. No one knew what to do with facial hair back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's get into this. <laughs> Steve Malone, an agent from the Environmental Protection Agency, Eva. is sent to a military base in Alabama. Roll, Roll Tide. <laughs> to test possible effects of surrounding uh, effects on the surrounding ecological system caused by military action. With him is his teenage daughter from his first marriage, Marty, which is a dumbass name. <laughs> his second wife, Carol, and Marty's half brother, Andy. Which apparently there's a, there's a lot of Andy's in horror films. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, it's a good classic name. It's, like, it's also A. So then it's like, oh good, just start with A in there. Yeah, Andy, <clears throat> you're my friend in the end. <laughs> <laughs> On their way to the base, they stop at a gas station. In the restroom, Marty is threatened by an MP uh, with a knife. That's a military police, not like one of the parliament guys in Britain. <laughs> Hello, lady. I'm going to stab you now with a knife. Pardon me. Pardon me. Would you, would you like to vote? Stabity stab. <laughs> this is what you come for, right? This is the, the entertainment. Oh, boy. Uh, well, can I ask you a quick question about the two guys sitting there? Were they pod people? Yes. They already were? No, which two guys? At the gas station. At the, the gas two, station. The, the two old... Uh, the old guys? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were just they like, were nah. the most real dudes in the whole damn movie. <laughs> they probably were yeah. real dudes, right? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I've seen that gas station. So Because you're yeah. you're from the area, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got started in all this, because I was there when they were filming Body Snatchers. That was like a huge thing, because it was Blue Sky before then with Tommy Lee Jones and Jessica Lange. Which is the same producer, Robert H. Solo, from Blue Sky and Body Snatchers. And he's like, I just like it down here. We're going to film here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they, they actually filmed at Craig Air Force Base in Selma, Alabama. So so that was a huge thing. Oh, they're filming Body Snatchers. All of the filming Body Snatchers here. And it's all taking place in Selma. Is that Air Force Base that big or they just Yeah, no, it, it really is that big. Oh, I didn't realize like, like the helicopters and stuff like that, you would see them fly every once in a while. But when this movie was going off, there was a shit ton of helicopters going <laughs> off every time you pass by there. And I passed by there a lot. <laughs> And it was just, it was every time you turn around, there was something going on. Oh, there's something, there's all there. It was a bigger, around. it was a decent sized budget movie, especially yeah. for yeah. 90s. It was, it was. And we'll get to that and how much it was in a minute. But <laughs> so, no, I don't think they were pod people. I just think they were good old boys. I don't think they were like from Central Cast. No, I love those two dudes. I just think they were like, they were my two favorite dudes they in probably, the movie. Realistically, they probably owned the gas station. Like, y'all want to be in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> they were the best guys in the movie. <laughs> they got up, they were courteous. And then when the girl's screaming at shit, dude comes around the corner with shotguns. He's ready to go to work, right? Like, they were the only people that gave shit about anybody in that town. Right. Right? I really want, I want to know, was that like a prop shotgun or like shotgun that they had in the back? I <laughs> bet he was like, like, he was probably like, no, 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 that's not what my character would do. I'm going to get a shotgun. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Like, sir, sir, please put the shotgun no, down. He just forgot he was acting. He's like, yo, the, your daughter <laughs> yeah. got his gun. <laughs> what do you mean? He's back in there? He's <laughs> like, he's had him in there for a while. We're filming a movie. Please calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, so she gets about stabbed by a parliament guy. <laughs> yeah. When he notices her, when he notices her fear, he lets go of her, satisfied that she's shown an emotional response. Uh, before he leaves the room, he warns her, "They get you when you sleep." Sure. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> From Ipa, and his family move into the new home, a new home on the base. And Marty makes friends with the base commander's daughter, Jen. Uh, on the first day of daycare, Andy runs away because he is recognized as an outsider among the other somehow conformist children. I really want the to talk. pod babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pod babies. Why? No, here's a question. Legitimate question. <laughs> yep. Why in God's name are you aliens that come down here and you're going to take over people? I understand taking over adults, but why the shit would you take over children? So if you put a child somewhere, they... I guess. I get it. I get the strategic value right, of it. Right, yeah, you would see, see a child like alone. You're like, oh my God, I got to go help that baby. Now you're a pod person. You're a pod person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it, it works. I mean, I, really mean, I would... Personally, if I was in charge of the pod people, they would all just be pod babies and just send them. That's how we would conquer the planet. It's, well, yeah, because you that think about like it. A Weird Nickelodeon show all of a sudden. <laughs> Next on Disney Plus, Pod Babies. Pod <laughs> Babies. We'll make, make your dreams come true. Papa Doodoo That was unscripted and beautiful. <laughs> Still sober. Still sober. Oh, is, I love our podcast. All right. So. <laughs> I haven't noticed. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, okay. So uh, I, I want to, I do want to uh, come back to talk about the, um, the daycare scene because it's fascinating uh, he is picked up brought home by helicopter pilot Tim Marty and Tim quickly feel attracted to each other by the way Tim is alright alright right. Marty's oh, no. not even 18 she says it later she's like if I were 18 I'd walk out of this yep, house yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. so she's at least 17 I think honestly she's 16 right and that dude to be a warrant officer is at least 30 years old. Whoa. Is, is he a warrant officer? He's a, he's flying a helicopter in the army. He's a warrant officer. I, was, I didn't oh. know that. I thought yeah. he was a pilot. I thought he was like a... See, I didn't know that either. I thought he was like a... He's a, he's a warrant officer. <laughs> okay. So now all of a sudden he could be... He still could be 25, 26, right? No, right, right. I would say he was 25. He's a statutory rapist, except... The state of Alabama, the age of consent is 16 years old. See, that's, that's why so this movie took place. Checked, and he's like, we're good. The whole movie's set in Alabama for this reason. Because we wanted to have a young girl and an old guy together. Well, it ain't rape if it's in Alabama, they said. That's why they filmed it in Alabama. Roll Tide. Gee, <laughs> Manetti. Or War Eagle, whichever one you anyway. want. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, we got, he got sensitive in here. Yep. <laughs> Uh, where were we? Um, I don't know. We're already <laughs> off the rails. Meanwhile, while examining soil samples, uh, Steve is approached by medical officer Major Collins. That's Forrest Whitaker. Oscar With Whitaker. the softest voice ever. Dr. Malone. Yeah, Dr. Malone. Dr. Malone. Dr. Malone. Oh, Dr. yeah. Malone. He did a Dr. classic. Dr. Whitaker. Right. And he's also smoking. I was like, that's a bad <laughs> medical officer. He's just, yeah, again, no, no Uncomfortably sense. Uncomfortably close to him smoking yeah. that cigarette. Yeah. Evil, like, evil guy's not like, hey, God, no, take, no, no, he's just enjoy that secondhand smoke. Um, Major Carl, who asked him about psychological effects, and basically he's like, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know about that. I know about chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> And he's uh, he's he's really uh, curious about uh, particularly uh, 
narcophobia, which is the fear of sleep, and their possible reaction to it, uh, the taxation of the environment. Steve believes that a psychological reaction would be more likely. Eh, maybe. And, and Steve kind of gives him shit, too. He just met this guy, and he's like automatically giving him shit like right off the bat. And it's like, that's not what you're here for. You're here to collect samples, not give people shit. Even though he's like so close in your face smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why he's giving him shit. He's playing that civilian card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the evening, Marty and Jen go to a bar attended by the station military personnel, where they're not only by uh, met not only by Tim, but also uh, the MP that threatened Marty at the gas station. He denies that they've ever met anymore because he's a pod man now. <laughs> pod man. Oh wait, we're podcasters. Aww. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. That was perfect, right? Actually, you must just say everything like this from this point forward. Okay. In this movie, The Body Snatchers, some people get turned into pods. No, the other way around. <laughs> Damn it, I couldn't even do it. <laughs> you fail. That night, a group of soldiers can be seen picking giant pods from the river running by the base. <laughs> Can't do it because y'all giggling. See, I'd get captured, turned into a pod. Yeah. So I can read this correctly. <laughs> no, they, he is showing emotion. Take him now. They would get me. They would, oh, we'll get that part. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when Andy wakes up and enters uh, his mother's bedroom, Carol's body crumbles to dust while a naked soulless double emerges from the closet where I would call a twat shot. Yeah, I was, I was, a little, I was like more shocked not by his mom being dead. I was like, I saw Bush. <laughs> oh, see, when I was a kid and I saw that, I'm like, whoa, can you believe I just saw that? And I'm and looking around like my it. parents, I'm like, oh, there are no mice home. <laughs> rewound it. It's like, you guys notice the body snatchers keep breaking in the same spot? VHS tape just torn up right there. It's like, it's like, wait a minute. I thought I was watching body snatchers, not body snatch. Oh, oh so I went there. I went there. Here's the bad thing. I scored a movie called Body Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I believe it. Yep. And Delightful. it's not a porno. It's not a porno. Hey, I it's know. a very serious movie. <laughs> well, it takes itself seriously. I'll put it like that. Porno is a very serious movie, too. <laughs> I'm here to fix the plumbing. <laughs> What's beyond that? I was thinking about that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want to know what you think. <laughs> I I am I am okay, but slightly disappointed. I went with the the snatch joke instead of talking about Gavin Rosdale for this moment. But I did I went, yeah, with the, nice. I went with the went with the I figured I'd be classy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, while a naked soulless double emerges from the closet, <laughs> nobody believes Andy. So he's going to eat a bunch of worms. That's a big thing in this movie. Not eating worms, just singing about it. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And it makes no sense. <laughs> it's just their favorite little nursery room. Uh, <laughs> well, I had, I had, like, I got kids, and I've never been like, here's the song. First you bite the head off, then you suck out the blood. <laughs> you never heard the, 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 This <laughs> isn't crawfish, it's a rat. <laughs> Worm. Here you go, kids. <laughs> Fucking Ozzy Osbourne this shit. <laughs> okay, let's unpack that. I have a couple questions. <laughs> Question number one. <laughs> you should know better. Oh no! You've never heard the "Let's Go Eat Worms" song? No. no. I, I will post it in the show notes. It's a, it's a real sh it's a real song. We, we sang it as kids. 
Two, what's a rat worm? Don't, don't question. <laughs> That's my family. <laughs> rat worm. Okay. Uh, so white people shit. Which <laughs> is exactly what it is. It's white people, say, white people shit. shit. I got you. When you say rat worm, it makes me think of the uh, the weird Slotsky uh, sponge rat things. Remember? No. Uh, yeah. Sponge rat things. Yeah, yeah. The commercial that they uh, had on where they. Oh, the Slotsky's Deli. Yeah. No, that was for Quiznos. Quiznos. That's a rat worm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's why you don't see Quiznos anymore. White people let that shit go. They, sh- they shut them down. Greatest thing ever. <laughs> For kids who don't remember that, I'll put that in the show notes too. Oh, the show notes will be interesting. All right. That following night, Marty and her father are nearly taken over two by duplicates emerging from the giant pods. Carol attempts to convince Steve that the takeover is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> claiming that it ends, it ends in confusion and anger. My favorite thing is that the first thing he does is hang, uh, hug her, lay his head on on her shoulder. She lets you know, he lets her console him, and then he's like, "Wait, no, wait, you're evil!" And then he runs. Yeah, he's a tool. <laughs> he's like, "I'm almost done with this movie. I'm getting my chicken yeah. going." That was probably the last day of filming, right there. <laughs> she also claims that there's no place to go, uh, as the events at the base are not an isolated event. Steve is almost shocked and saddened into compliance, but Marty and Andy drag him out the door. Yay, children. Carol emits a shrill... To me, the scariest sequence was absolutely that. It's a cool scream. I just Uh, love that all the other ones are going along with her. Right. So Carol must shrill and a mechanical screen that alerts the other pod people to the presence of the human being. Now the majority majority of the numbers, they swarm over the base, uh, chasing the remaining humans. After hiding Marty and Andy in a warehouse, Steve enters Major Collins' office. The hysterical Major tries to call for help, but the line is blocked. Uh, I like the, I like yeah. that whole thing. He's like, "How do you know my name? How do you know my name, Pot People, dude? <laughs> why do you think? Why would you even want to use a phone? You, that's dumb. I don't understand why he was still there. Right? Just, I'm out. Please. It's like, see you later. Yeah. Watch work. No, he had to. Uh, he was the expert. Uh, you know, the expedition guy. Uh, exposition guy. Yeah, that's, 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 that's that was the whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, uh, don't forget your uh, exposition this week. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. Right, right, right. I'll yeah. stay here and dump info when they, if anybody <laughs> asks me. Probably uh, did like what, one day of filming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, probably probably a lot more because this is before. I mean, he was Forrest Whitaker, but this before he was Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that's so I mean, he was uh, he was getting there. The conversation is uh, so wait, while swallowing sleep prevention pills, Collins announces that it's too late to run. All they can do is fight. The conversation is interrupted by the arrival of a group of pod people led by the base commander, General Platt, and his terrible mustache. When Steve <laughs> hides the hides, the pod people try to convince the major that the uh, the individual is not important, but uh, uh, and that only. Uh, conformity can solve the world's problems. So basically, they're a bunch of communists. Yep. <laughs> it's and a, socialists. Oh, that makes sense. It's a, it's a comedy movie. The major shoots himself rather than well, living no, no, such no. a world. Think about it. It was written in the fifties. That's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why you gotta make it real, man? <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, the social commentary of the movie is fascinating to me, and then it doubles ends on itself. Uh, Steve returns to his children and tells them to follow him, claiming that he's found a way out. The, uh, they drive aimlessly through the military base uh, as the loudspeaker shouts out instructions for spreading the invasion by carrying out pods and trucks. Realizing, realizing that father was has been replicated, uh, Marty swerves the car into the, in, into the side and tries to escape with her brother. Tim, who escapes his former comrades, uh, who try to turn him into a pod person, suddenly appears because convenience and the absolute. Uh, uh, 
so uh, turning one of them suddenly appears and Marty takes his gun, shoots the Steve duplicate. Pod's, uh, Steve, Pod Steve's body shrinks into a mass of seething bloody goo. When that sh- happened, I was hoping he was going to be real. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did too. I f- that would have been a very interesting. I would have been like, there. oh my but god! But he would have broke character at some point because I kept waiting, like, oh my god, you're going to make him real. You're going to make him real. He's not going to. I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. I, I, he should have broke. I mean, he would have stopped his gag of like, if you don't show any emotion, they can't detect right, you. Right. I was. I buy. It. I was about. Well, maybe he's playing a lot of like. He, they're not going to shoot. And then shot. And I was like, oh, please be real, please, because I'd love that. Oh, then, then Andy's like, Daddy, Daddy, you're dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, it's just, uh, <laughs> and then he becomes goo. <laughs> Tim manages to get a hold of a helicopter. <laughs> That's a line in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Marty and Andy are taken away by the pod people. They sedate both of them and take them to the base infirmary where the remaining human beings are being systematically duplicated by pods. Tim is unable to res- uh, is able to rescue Marty despite her pod duplicate trying to seduce him into compliance. Naked pod duplicate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got a story about that. I got a background story about that. Oh, fascinating. Up, yeah. Yep, great. Uh, <laughs> incomplete, she dies when he pulls the connecting tendrils out of Mar- Marty. I have a tough time like, okay, that, that chick was almost fully completely rendered. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then she rips him out and they're like, yep, yeah. she's dead. Well, you've, like, had, you've had that when you've, you know, you've almost got something rendered and it's just like system error and you're like, God damn, I'm going to start again. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. It's, I didn't say. It doesn't sit there for a little while. It, it's like, it's it just. Yeah, it's like, it's like, all right, this video's playing, this video's playing in the system and then it's like, yeah. you forgot you saved, now you got to start over and you're, you're, just, you're, mm-hmm. you're hating yourself. I'm hating them pods. <laughs> Marty and Tim leave the building uh, pretending to be pod people because it worked great for dad. So, <laughs> so they can get... Uh, uh, so get how has dad even turned? Do you think he just gave up? Yeah, I would have. Just yeah, whatever. He started crying. Like, yeah. They heard him. So he was like, I'm sensitive. I'm from the EPA. 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 Here's old Steve from EPA. EPA. Pod people deserve love, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's a cigarette, Doctor. Here, right up. However, uh, let's say they're spotted by Jen, now a pod duplicate, who gets suspicious and tells Marty that she saw Andy looking for her. When Marty, this is done. I knew she was going to fall for this. When Marty See, reacts, I liked it. I did, too. Yeah. When Marty reacts by displaying emotions, Jen responds by screaming. So so I was going to say earlier, like, so this is how they would get me. I'd be good. Right. I'd be pretty good. I mean, removing my kids from the situation, because that's, that's a parental thing. Like, it'd be pretty tough not to yeah. react um but aside from that it would be like someone proclaiming that star wars episode eight was a good movie and <laughs> ryan johnson's brilliant and i would just totally be like fuck you <laughs> and, <then> like, <laughs> exactly right. and I'd, I'd be like this is why i hate star wars episode <laughs> <laughs> um Everything. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tim and Marty uh, manage to get on the helicopter and are joined last minute by Andy, who runs up to them. But right after taking it out, Andy goes crazy because uh, he's a pod duplicate. Pod baby attacks both yep. and tries to bring down the helicopter. After he's a short a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our next oh, T-shirt. Totally good. Toddler shirts. That's awesome. It's got to be Andy falling out of the helicopter. I love that scene. Andy, who's uh, actually a pod duplicate, uh, attacks both and tries to bring down the helicopter after a short scuffle a heartbroken marty just throws him out the helicopter <laughs> it's great i, I mean, wish it would have been a dummy scene that would have made my day right but it, and he gives out a pod screen while falling down to his death i w- really wish he was flipping them off when he I would have loved that i would have loved it kind of looked like it almost 
It, it made me think of Constantine when Keanu Reeves is like flipping off the devil. But right. yeah. <laughs> the ending of the film is an ambiguous one. Uh, Tim destroys trucks filled with. Hold on, though. Let's talk about these, this helicopter sequence. First uh, off, can, can I finish? Yeah. We got a few lines. Tim, then we can talk all we want about it. Tim destroys, because I want to go back and talk about this the wonderful, 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 wonderful movie. Tim destroys a truck filled with pods uh, with helicopter rockets when Marty confesses her profound hatred in a voiceover narration, thereby hitting a loss, hinting the loss of humanity. Um, while they land on another base, the words of Matt's replaced by the stepmother earlier from the end, where she can be heard, suggesting that the phenomenon may have already spread beyond the army base. Listen to me, Steve. No, you don't understand! We've got to go! Go where? No, we got to go! What the hell are you talking about? Steve, this is important. Go where? That's right. Go where? What happened in your room? Are you listening? What happened in your room is not an isolated incident. It is something that is happening everywhere, everyone. So, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. And it's a turd. It's not a turd. Now, I think I pooped out some pods a couple of times. <laughs> That means you're constipated, pal. Yeah, well, that's because I watched this movie. Because <laughs> you ate shit? I, I just, I, we can go in order. You want to talk about the daycare scene? Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I liked it. It's weird. And it's like. It's well, weird because I thought those kids were painting like human intestines. That's what I kept looking at. <laughs> like. I was like, man, that looks I, like that. I, I don't know what they were painting, but I like the fact that this movie reminds me a lot of 95's John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. The one. way it's shot, the the tone it sets, it's very much, and I and I love that. When, when was Village of the Dam? Was that ninety five? It's ninety five. Okay. So so so. Uh, so it's probably filmed in ninety three. <laughs> I I think I think the Carver's remake of Village is better. Don't get me wrong. I don't think this is again. I don't think this is the greatest movie. I don't think it's. I don't think it's better than the the like we said the the um, Donald Sutherland one. Um, it's not better than the first one, but I like the. I like the tone it took. I like the, it's different enough and unique. The rest of them are really kind of by the book, you know, even, even uh, Nicole Kidman's invasion, yep. which yeah. I think was I, a lot. I haven't seen that one. It's, it's okay. It's not bad. But I, it's, I heard it was pretty decent. It's, it's okay, but it's like, it. okay. It's very slow. <laughs> right. Really? This one's at least faster. Uh, I agree. Yeah, because it's like, it move, as soon as it starts, it gets right into it. Right. Like, it, just, it, just, it just jumps into it. Look, it's not perfect. And I agree with you that Steve's a terrible actor in this thing. And it's oh like, but he's like, a great actor. That's right. the sad yeah. part. Because I love that in the middle. But it's not a great part. And, and, and I think, honestly, it's yeah, not. Because realistically, yeah. the, the sh when the shift focuses really quick to Marty being the, 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 the our voice, our main character for this, he's done checked out. Yeah. And so yeah. so yeah. it's like, like, like the 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 Force Whitaker scene with uh, you know the the uh, the Dr. Malone that sounds like it only exists for because we need a little bit of it. Well, we don't need it because we we've already been told like ten times beforehand right. to, don't go to sleep. It's, <laughs> yeah, we're, this is nightmare in Elm Street. It's been proven now. <laughs> I was about to say this is turning into nightmare in Elm Street. We're pretty right, but there, but I'm seriously like, oh, we we paid this guy. We need to put him in something. <laughs> no, that's facts. <laughs> so, but. 
I would have much rather watched this whole movie just from the the, the, the young people's perspective, yeah. more so than the parents. Now, it would have been a way better movie that way. I think oh, so. Yeah. I, I think so too. I still just have me. I really do. Maybe it's because I'm a dad of girls now, but like I have a tough time swallowing the fact that that girl was 17 or 16 or whatever she was. No, and that no, dude, it's it's, it's wrong. weird. No, yeah. it's and wrong. Unsettling. Well, even, in not a horror movie way. In a creepy white dude way. And the dad totally. even the dad even goes off. Do you know she's underage? Do you yeah. know? He's like. Yes, sir. Yeah. What? You what knew this? Steve, Steve sucks. Yeah. Steve is a dad. He's a shitty dad. Yeah. Fact. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I bet Steve killed his first wife with <laughs> some chemicals he brought home. Well, he's a chemist and he works for Eva. He probably got a hold of some acid. I mean, you know, kind of like a white barrel looking Breaking oh Bad. Oh, my God. I was bears. trying to find this Donald Sutherland movie on IMDb. I'll be sitting here scrolling for 86 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sutherland has been in a lot of things. Yeah. But... I like, like I said, the daycare thing I like is because it's before, it's early in the movie and while we know there's some pod activity, this is when you're like starting to realize how deep it is. The teacher is just like, good, good, all right, show your, show your, and all the artwork is all the same and it's just very creepy and then poor poor Andy's like I'm creative and they're like oh fuck that kid <laughs> oh yeah they did not he, like that idea <laughs> and then and then for a six year old he's smart you know what he does he books it <laughs> yeah. he bails I, and then he's I'm, just suddenly running by himself yeah yeah, yeah. around all these military personnel it's like I want to know how many of them were pod people and how much were actually just military guys like, like hey, pod, wait a minute where's pod this, people where's are just like we'll get, we'll get him in a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just let him go fellas he's not doing he's anything not doing anything and, and you you see the look on his face too. He's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Um, something ain't right here." I'm, 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 I'm going. So for a six-year-old, I'm kind of, I'm like, "All right, all right." And then you know, I'm, I'm digging it. So, and then you feel bad for him later on because after the mom has turned, you know, it's like, well, "Do you want to stay home with mommy or do you want to go to daycare?" And he's just like, oh, "Yeah, he's dude, like, like he's dude, stuck. really, man." I mean, what was I just talking about? I've, Mom's not mom, right, and yeah. the daycare is bad. I've, and and you, dad really. is a piece of shit. Let's <laughs> just get over it. I don't. I don't know if it, I mean he's sick, so how good of an actor is he? But he, he put he puts. I mean, I'm reading that face like, oh shit, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna stay with Marty. It can as an option. What can I? I don't know. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm six. I'm dead. What am I gonna do? All right, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for the kid, but you know he's a terrible actor. I think he worked he's one six. movie. He's six. Oh yeah, I mean you can't. Uh, all right, oh, I, I, I can't agree judge with, him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can judge him. I can judge them all. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Can we put Josh Dredd on the show at some point? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Dredd! <laughs> Which version? Ooh. No, Ooh. I like Dredd. You like Dredd? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I say, hold on, man. Don't shit on Dredd. <laughs> we, okay, so we don't always shit on the movies that we've done, movies that we've liked. Oh, no. Man, like, man. No Escape last time. Man, they're, I they're, still was a good movie. It turned out good. to be way better than I remembered. No, man. Every right. once in a while, we find something good. I felt. The way I had never seen No Escape, so I can't. Yeah. Think, but I, I, I felt about this movie than I, the that like you did about No Escape. I it was better than I thought it was gonna be. No, oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, it's it's not great, but I, I in the end, I, I watched. I was riveted. I wasn't bored I, at all, and I like the special effects. I do. I like the crumbling into dust is a really good effect. It's Ooh. better than the 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 Steve Blob one, but the watching her turn to kind of just get vacuum sucked into dust is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz you got that right where, where, where it sucks it, in right. and all of a sudden and then that poor little boy has to watch that. I just and <laughs> didn't see this stranger coming out butt naked out of the closet and you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> 
Maybe he was more horrific. Maybe he was more horrified that he saw his mom's bush than anything else. Glycerine. He saw his mom's Gavin. Oh dear God! <laughs> Again, this is really swallowed. Awkward. Oh, you should have known. You oh, I, known I, I, I had an idea. I yeah. had an idea because I've listened. I've listened to a lot of episodes, and I was just like, "This is gonna be fun." Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so, and you growing? I mean, I don't know where you are with that, but you, you have like tales of. I'm trying to find this movie, but you get you grew up in this. When this movie was being made, right? Yeah, and and there was like tons of stuff, you know. I mean, they said like Arnie Ermy was like the coolest dude to hang around and everything else. But the scene where Gabrielle Anwar is just walking around, you know, is is butt naked in that scene. They said she was just walking around, just completely naked. Like, hi everybody, hi, how y'all doing? And no it was like, there's little Gabby Anwar just walking around, just completely nude. But clearly, just she like, was over eighteen. Oh, yeah, she was twenty three when they were filming. God, she, that's crazy. Good for her. <laughs> Go I was like, whoa. And, and for me, it was like, when I was a kid, it was like, um, this movie was being filmed in my hometown. So immediately when it came out, the movie gallery. Oh, oh yeah. the movie gallery. No, I, think I, I think I rented this for movie gallery. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, movie I, gallery. I, I went running in there and I was like, and there was like so many copies up there and it was like, all of them are in. <laughs> nobody was there to rent it. I'm like, how's nobody written this? It was filmed here in Selma. Nobody cares. I mean, and we're watching. I'm like, oh, that's what. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. But I, 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 I had a deep fondness for this film because it was filmed in Selma. Not so much now. <laughs> no, no. I, I look. I, I yeah. I, I, I still have. You know, there's certain fondness there because you know it harkens back to my childhood. I mean, it, did I they was, did they close streets and stuff? Not a lot because they were mostly not on a the lot. Base. No, and like the the bar scene, if if I remember correctly, that was actually filmed right next to the movie theaters. Because there was a bar right next to the theaters. And <laughs> Only in Alabama. <laughs> Only in Selma. I'm going to get drunk and watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, man, I actually saw Jurassic Park in that theater, too. <laughs> Woo, they do. They do run in herds. <laughs> Roll time. That's it. That's all we needed. Damn. <laughs> how they make them look, how you reckon they make them look so real? <laughs> Man, they got the dinosaurs on that island. It's terrible when they make fun of our own people. They make dinosaurs real. They own that island. I watched it. They own the island. I tell you what, I ain't going nowhere near Costa Rica. <laughs> ain't kidding, baby? No, no. I ain't going to go to Cuba Dabba. I guess it is this. I never really, okay, great. Did you find your job? Yes, finally. Which one? All right, so the one thing I, I uh, take away from this was uh, the same version of this exists, except they're not pod people, and it's a movie called The Puppet Masters with Donald Sutherland. Oh, oh yeah, 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 That's yeah. 94, right? And it's a fantastically well-made movie. I'd love to throw it in the mix here. It yeah, is okay. a it great is. Yeah. movie. I, I have that on TV. I love that movie. It's, it's uh, really well it's a, done. Yeah. And they take the time to explain things, and there's character development, at least by memory serving. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember it being like, hey, man, this was actually pretty good. And it's, again, it's kind of a low budget movie. Based on a book, and I read the book back right from the movie. Robert, uh, Robert Heinlein, right? Yeah, I think Heinlein. Oh, it is yeah. a Heinlein book. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's Heinlein. Um, and and the screenwriters for for that version right there was actually the Pirates of the Caribbean screenwriters, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, when I bought it on DVD, I was sitting watching. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, those it's those guys. I, I remember when that movie came out, and it was you know around the same time, Body Snatchers, and then yep. Puppet Masters. And I, I was, I kept getting confused because I remember Donald Sutherland in the '78 yep, version. That's same so here. I was like, that's "Oh it. wait, wait!" And then I was like, "Oh no, this is something different." But it's the same idea and everything else. And I watched Puppet Master, and I'm like, "This is a way better movie." Yeah, than it's Body fantastic. And I'm like, "Why couldn't that have been filmed here?" No shit, right? Because <laughs> they don't film good movies down here. <laughs> wait a second. Wait just one <laughs> Uh-oh. second. Uh oh. 
I oh. filmed a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Drew's movies, they yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and, and Close Encounters. Oh, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty damn good movie. Right, so that and close. So, really. so, so, so a few Well, movies. what about the Friday the 13th they shot? <laughs> that, one, that one was good. That was a good one-ish. Body Snatchers are better than Friday the 13th 7. I don't know, man. <laughs> Carrie versus Jason. I mean, uh, Jean Grey versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mutant. <laughs> I've never seen it. Really? No, what? I'm not a big, remember, I'm not a big... Yeah, you're not a big horror guy. I, well, I'm just not a big Friday 13th guy. They're not... I like the bad... Like I probably should have seen that one, because the campier they are, the more I enjoy it. <laughs> that was the first appearance of Kenny Hodder as Jason. In that seven? Yep. Oh, okay. So the first time. <laughs> um... He, he has this weird thing every time I'm, I'm like hey you know Kane Hodder he's legit he'll always just be like okay <laughs> he just dismisses my obsession with, with Kane Hodder yeah, yeah I'm just like I like hey, the man. guy and he's like yeah okay I've been, I've been choked by that guy alright and he was, he was awesome <laughs> and it hurt <laughs> and it's got he's still just like oh, no see it's like yeah. an okay face he just gives you the okay face the no Kane no, face no I'm just trying to think so, so what <laughs> yeah <laughs> the no Kane face that's what it is <laughs> the no Kane <laughs> You know what? If he comes and do, do, does the show, maybe I'll change my tune. But right now, I'm just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dear Kane Hodder, please. If you listen to the show, first off, thank you. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, with all the things you could be doing with your life, thank you. I don't know why they changed Kane Hodder for Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, I think it was uh, Ronnie Yu, from what I heard. Right, yeah. I, I mean, no, that's what I understood. That's just not why. Uh, from, from what I remember reading, like, uh, you know, the different tabloids and everything, you know, at the time, because it was a huge thing. In the, right, right. Because it, it was, the director wanted more soulful eyes or s- sorrow. CGI! <laughs> Disney that shit. <laughs> Look, Kane Hodder's got the size of, like, when I... When I think Jason, I really you know, like the huge. Uh, personally, my my Jason's pre pre him, but you know, he's modern Jason, so that makes sense to me for him to be. I mean, make right. I mean, and he had just done like Jason X, not to like yeah, what, what, we, we, what we've done on this yeah, show. We've done the, oh yeah. man! So you think oh, this, yeah. this movie's better than Jason yeah. X? <laughs> I enjoyed Jason X more. Really? Yep. Yeah, because I laughed more in Jason X. I mean, it was so bad. Again, right, this you. was just in the gray area for me. I got you. I got it you. Just, Jason X was fun though. I mean, it was a terrible movie, but it God, was terrible. Oh, dude, it's the birth of uh, Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that, a lot of Gunkata in that. that, that the Gunkata came out of that movie first. So that dude, Robert Wagner, whatever his name is, I can't forget, Kurt Warner, whatever it is. First of all, you remember the guy from Heart to Heart, then to a quarterback. I did have Kurt Warner's arena football for PlayStation. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, man, really? Yep. So, what is your favorite Friday the Thirteenth? Is what I'm really trying to get this question, and then we got on King Otter. So, well, I, I really don't. Know. I mean, I you gotta have a soft spot for the original. I mean, because it was the original, you know. But right. I, I I kind of like the number seven, the one with you like seven. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, oh, mainly only for the fight. Yeah, the, yeah, Jason, the fight, the whole fight scene at the end. Everything else sucks up right. until that point. After that, the movie's awesome. All right, Jason, Jason versus, and I, it's more Jean Grey than anything. It, like. She she's not as fucked she's not as fucked up as Carrie is. No. Like Carrie's got like some issues. She's just basically a mutant. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna have this in this world. And they're like, no, we drop it. We're gonna send him to New York next. And I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. That one was just 
well, which, which, is, which is a misnomer because they're in the New York for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, they're, yeah. they're really, it's really, you know, we're going on this shitty cruise trip. To <laughs> yeah, it's Friday 13th, part eight. Jason takes a boat. Right, takes a boat. Takes a boat right. And then the end of I like six because it introduces zombie Jason. And I like, I love the idea. Yeah, I, I love six, zombie Jason. I, I haven't yeah. watched them. I don't know all of them. But uh, six was, was fun. I remember that. Because I like how Tommy in the beginning, they just like, oh, well, how's Jason going to come back? Uh, Tommy's just going to accidentally Frankenstein his ass. <laughs> And that's probably how it's written in the script. Tommy Frankenstein. Yeah, sure what was that, man? It's, it's better than Freddy being resurrected by dog piss. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I have a soft spot for uh, Nightmare Street 4. I, I, that's my favorite out of that. Oh, man. And it's, it's like, it just edges out uh, 3 because it's just damn ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, have you seen 4? Have you seen Nightmare Street 4? We have, to, we, we have to do 3 and 4 on the show because there's there, it's like... It's like Star Wars and Empire. You got to kind of put them together. Yeah. yeah. And and loosely, five, five is terrible, but it's oh in the God. But I don't want it because the five is terrible. So in f- three, have you seen? Okay, first of all, have you seen any M Street? So let's do that. Yeah, the first one. All right, so three happens in a middle institution. No, I've seen three and the Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Okay. Dream Warriors is three. Three. So Dream I've Warriors. seen some of that, yeah. All right, so Dream Warriors, they introduced the fact time. that you can travel into dreams and you get cool dream powers, right? Yep. Right, so that's... that. Inter- no, yeah, yep. they set it up and nothing pays off. Right, and, right. So, and, so, and so, so in four, they continue that trope of setting oh, it up and no. nothing paying off. In fact, they have a... The, the main protagonist's brother is basically a ninja, like in, in his dreams. But because they run out of budget, he fights an invisible Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah, that sounds delightful. <laughs> oh, it is, it's so bad. It's just, <laughs> poor Rick is just out there doing you know, martial arts moves to and you nothing. Feel, you just hear sound you, effects of Freddy going, oh, 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 oh. Oh, my <laughs> God, that's brilliant. <laughs> Not so bad for that actor. I he was just like, oh, God, I hate my life right now. But it was scripted out like this epic fight between him and Freddy. And, of course, he dies. But he, at least he's like, I'm going to have this epic fight with Freddy. And they're like, we ain't got the budget to hire yeah. Robert England to do that. So now you're just going to pretend like you're just, ooh, ah. He's and invisible. No, trust me, kid. It'll be great. And then he gets killed by a flying glove. Glove. Oh. What? Yeah. The glove. He kicks the glove out of invisible Freddy's hand. And then the glove flies. You know, flies across the room, lands on the ground, and, and then slowly starts aiming toward him, and then flies at him into his stomach. And then, <laughs> so that's how he dies in his dream. And he, in real life, he's on the toilet, and it explodes. Like there's a bomb that goes off, and everything with some gas leak or whatever, and blows up. Yep. But he's sleeping on the toilet. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's taking a crap, and he he dies on the toilet. Yeah, dies on the toilet. <laughs> Dear God, this sounds <laughs> atrocious. Yep. And he, died, and he dies. You know, an elbow on the chin. Saw it four that's times how he goes theater. to sleep. I was like middle school. <laughs> really saw it four, four times, times in the theater. Wow. Um. Uh, uh, interesting note about this: Rennie Harlan, when he directed it, got a call from Spielberg after Spielberg saw Nightmare on Elm Street Four. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, and it was like, I just want to do a great job. Uh, did um, <laughs> what? Who played? Who played Alice? Oh, um, there. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Wilcox. Yep, there we go. Lisa, I had the her, Lisa Wilcox. I had the whole thing for her. That's why I saw it for oh, yeah. time. Yeah, because she's here's Lisa Wilcox. She's she's quiet, nerdy girl at the beginning, and by the end of it, she's badass heroine. Yeah. And I'm like middle school, and so I'm starting to figure out shit. Yeah, I was totally into that. <laughs> yeah, got oh, it. Yeah. I was totally, I was Enough totally said. into that. So I was like, because my whole my first uh, awakening, you know, when, you know, they're saying when you realize that you know your sexuality and you know, figure out who you know, what you like. For me, it was Beetlejuice when I first saw went on a writer's Lydia. I was like, I'm going to be into golf chicks. That was how it was, <laughs> and that was a thing for a while. Then I saw, then I saw uh, Elm Street Four. I was like, Oh, I'm into awesome nerdy chicks, and so, and that's, that's how I got married. <laughs> 
So that's a trope of him. Would you like some trivia? Yes. Uh, we have touched on a couple of things, but even uh, I, uh, I will go to uh, even though Marty and Jen are supposed to be in high school, Gabrielle Anwar was twenty three, and Christine Elise was twenty eight. <laughs> Good grief! Wow, I did not know she was that old. Uh, the audio sample of the famous quote of the movie where Meg Tilly's character says. I, I oh, forgot. Yeah, I Who cares? I'm it's just gonna. Stupid. I'm gonna put it in. But I like. Well, oh, got it. But for for your, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere, because there's no one le- like you uh, left. Was used by uh, an American industrial band, Power Man 5000, and, yes. their, and their songs "Strike the Match" from their 1984 EP called True Force. 1994. EP. Not, yeah, 94. Uh, just making sure I'm not that old. No problem. You are. Uh, <laughs> damn it. The, the audio sample of the famous quote. <laughs> Was also used by the American Industrial Man. Uh, no, uh, wasn't. But it was also used by um, Skinny Puppy. Oh yeah, of oh, course. And, and yeah. another. I, I, I just copied the same thing twice, but they, Skinny Puppy also did. So I'll play both samples. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere, because there's no one like you left. Where are you gonna run? Gonna hide? Nowhere. Body Snatchers that I found fascinating. Body Snatchers was shown in competition at the 1993 Cannes Film Festival. Of course it was. Uh, receiving pro- positive reviews from some critics, including Roger Ebert. What? Oh my God. Who considered it a superior to the previous ad- adaptation of Finney's famous novel. And in his review from February 25th, 1984, he gave it four stars out of four. Bullshit. Praising its psychological realism and social criticism. That is mind blowing. <laughs> he just was happy he saw Gabrielle Moore <laughs> naked. That's what it was. Ebert uh, stated as a sheer movie making is a skilled and knowing and deserves the highest praises that you can get in horror films. It works. <laughs> wow, he got paid a ton. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I just I, I can't get over that one. That that one's going to bother me. No, it hurts a little bit it actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I figured you'd enjoy the Roger Ebert thing. <laughs> uh, I th- oh my god! And, and there's one thing I do <sighs> want to talk about with this movie that sure. just bothered the hell out of me. All right, they're they're in Alabama. Uh, I understand that roll you tide. know. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 sir. Yes, that is a roll tide, sir. <laughs> So, and a merry roll tide to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right if you're going to do it right. Pod people. Uh, <laughs> roll tide, pod people. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I, I understand, you know, military, they'll come from, you know, all over and everything else. 
But there, there's not very many people with a southern accent in this film. Nope. There's a lot of New York accents. Uh, 100%. I don't know yeah. what y'all talking about. They all just sound like Alabamians. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. The two gas station dudes <laughs> with the realest dudes in exactly. the whole movie. Yeah. And, and, and I could not get over that. Okay, so I, in defense of that, um, we mostly see, we only see life on the base. Yeah, yeah, we don't see it outside of it. So those people are all shipped in from everywhere. Yeah. So, so right, and and uh, so that you know, yeah. but at, at the same time, you're you're taking place. You're you're establishing that it's in Alabama. You would expect to have. I think they loosely mention Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like yeah, Alabama, and then roll tide, and then they, <laughs> and then the movie starts. Did I heard a little bit? I think that? they probably <laughs> got. I, I think they probably got worked in. Like they're kind of like, oh, uh, Alabama, because we didn't have tax incentives back then. Yeah, that's so true. they chose to film in Selma for a reason. That's what I, I don't I think, understand. It's I really for that Air Force base, obviously. Yeah, and I think it was because of that producer, Robert H. Solo, filmed Blue Sky there at Craig Air Force, and he's like, you know what? This would be a great, you know. Well, it's because he already got in, yeah. right? It's hard to film on an air. I mean, you can't do it now at all, obviously. And, and uh, that was just one of my one of my very many issues with this film. That was just it was the accent. He didn't, was, he didn't have issues. He had subscriptions. Uh, <laughs> facts. Uh, do you know what the budget for this film was? Can you take guesses? Yes. That's, yeah. I'm gonna say 15 million. 15 million. I'm gonna say 13. Oh, look at you! Oh. Right on the button. <laughs> Uh, 30 million estimated. Uh, opening weekend was January 17th, 1994. Uh, bomb City. <laughs> bomb City. How much money did this movie make on its opening weekend? I'm going to say less than 100,000. Three. Three, three million. I'm going to say three million. Three million. I'm going to say less than 100,000. Well, give me a number. $73,000. $31,494. Wow. Tanker. A tanker. Its worldwide gross was what? Ooh. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with 1.2 million. 1.2? Yeah, I'm going to go with like one, I'm going to say 1.1, 1. 1, just to be different from him. $428,868. Oh, my Man. God. This is what we call a bomb. De- by <laughs> definition, super bomb. Um, it was released, it's opening weekend, it released 25th. <laughs> wow. Can I didn't de- know it did that bad. Uh, I'd never heard of it until I saw it like at movie gallery, so... Yeah. And so I was I was surprised to find that it had a theatrical release. Do you? He's terrible at this game. <laughs> I got a good answer this time. Man. All right, sir. So what? Do, do you? Can you name me the top five movies of January nineteen ninety? Uh, January seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. That weekend, Jurassic Park. No. Damn it. Was it ninety three? Uh, yeah. So no. Yeah, but it's uh, Schindler's List. No. <laughs> There's I'm, other movies. There's five movies you can name. I'll let you name five. So I got to stay in canon here. I find this funny because I, just, I know Drew's memory. We've already done this game with another movie from 1993 <laughs> recently. Yeah. Uh, like, in the last, like in the last That's two months. That's why months. I said Jurassic Park. It's the only thing I have in my brain. <laughs> that was me. I was like Jurassic Park. No, he, he's got two go-tos, Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. We'll go <laughs> I could be like, we're doing a movie from 2017. He's like, Back to the Future with number one. <laughs> It's a reissue. He ran just on pat his head like, no, buddy, no. I have no recollection. Yeah. Any guesses? Judgment Night. Uh, no, but it's on that list. Oh, that was a good movie. All right, ready? Uh, yeah. Number one, Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, number two, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Which is soon coming to the, uh, a Broadway stage. 
Oh, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, House Party Three, Grumpy Old Man. <laughs> oh, and the movie. Pelican Brief. I mean, that was a good run of movies right. that year. Yeah. Can you name me oh, God. the top five films of 1993? Philadelphia. No. <laughs> Three. Three. Yes, number one. <laughs> Damn it! I broke canon just for you. <laughs> so I thought you this came out in '94. No, '93. I don't know after that. Schindler's List. <laughs> no. Back to uh, the future. <laughs> no. Anything else you want to guess? Um, We've got um, uh, the firm. Oh yes, the firm number oh! number three. <laughs> got to think about McDonald's VHS boxes. Uh, Field of Dreams. No. Oh no. That, that was like nine. I'm just yeah. thinking about movies you got from. I'm saying ninety one. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh, ninety three. I didn't kill my wife. Oh, the fugitive. Oh, the fugitive. It was the I don't I care. Oh no, Shawshank. No, no, you're right. The fugitive. When was Shawshank? Uh, also, Later. yeah, it was from the following year, '94. Oh. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle is number uh, four on this list, and then of course the aforementioned Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. How did Body Snatchers fare? Oh, good God! Oh, God. Not even in the top 100. There's no way. <laughs> no, we did not go to the top 100. So any number beyond 100. <laughs> okay, 289. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with 128. He's closer, 252. Oh, oh my God, that's really bad. It was beat by the only movie that we've done here in, uh, from 1993, Judgment Night, which we're at 101. Yeah. Wow. So here's a little thing about this film. So um, Warner Bros. originally scheduled the film's release in October of 92, then they opted for the more comedic Innocent Blood as their horror release for that season. And uh, it was felt that it was the glut of seniors, uh, genre fare such as Hellraiser 3, Candyman, and Dr. Giggles, and Bronze Parker's Dracula uh, would overwhelm this film potential. So they're like, oh, that, all this stuff's coming out. We'll hold body snatchers. <laughs> the release movie was... Uh, What's that Alabama one? No, we're going to wait on that one. <laughs> the release of the movie was uh, was moved around several times. Uh, it was... Uh, Came in limited release in '93. That's why it has a '93 release, and it's why it releases '94. But uh, so that's interesting. That's why they Warner Bros. didn't know what they did with. It. In fact, they, that's why they sent it to Cannes. They thought it was, you know, they looked at them and said, "This is good," and they sent it to Cannes. It was yeah, but then they didn't believe in enough. Like a January re- release window is is the like that's not no, where no, you want to be. No, no, it's, 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 it's a dead window. But like I think I think when can because you had to think that's eight months earlier when can's going on. Yeah, but so when I you think, look at what else was out at can right. at that time. Uh, I actually had that list because oh. I, I think it would actually be if you're going to look at it from that perspective. There's a, there's a there's a weird part about can is like again that movie could play there in a completely different subtext and come across a whole different way. Yeah, and plus it was also that time era, too. I mean, that's that's one thing really... No, that's true. <laughs> like, I, I, the 90s... Look, that yeah. was a bleak movie. Yeah. And bleak movies were really the... the trendy. Because I remember liking it as a kid, you know, more especially more than I you know, do now, but it's Oof. still the time, but it was still... I think I've seen it before. I I just don't and, remember and this, it. This style of film, you know, the whole, oh, I don't know who you are, if you're, you know, yeah. what you are and everything, had, you know, been done better, you know, before then. Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah, and um, 
by that point, you know, they were still trying to bank on. I think they were just trying to bank on the name, yeah. Body Snatchers. Yeah. I mean, because you know the Donald Sutherland one, you know, it was like because going back and watching it now, right after this film, it was like bam, 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 paranoia through the roof. Oh yeah, big film. time. Uh, big time. So uh, I'll just do the American ones. Is that is that fine? With yeah, you? yeah, that's yeah. fine. So Body Snatchers, um, uh, then Falling Down. Yeah, see, oh, which, okay. which, which I is did, I love that movie. Which no. I didn't know, didn't realize until now that I just read it. Read it. There's Joel Schumacher. Yeah, it's I, one of it's one of Joel's few movies I enjoy. Uh, wow. Soddenberg's King of the Hill. Oh God, I haven't seen that in forever. Um, I don't think I've seen it. Period. Kenneth, uh, I'll I'll, I'll sneak in one UK film. Uh, Kenneth Brown has much to do about nothing, which is oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, which uh, um, a New Zealand film won, but we all know it because it's the piano. Oh yeah, uh, it went on to win an Oscar. Yeah, didn't so, it? yeah. So uh, that's a end of So there guy. you go. That's yeah, really yeah. strange that they threw that in there, like body stench. But it, but on this again, list also it's silly horror on this list, which is interesting. There is horror. No, yeah. So no, there's usually one or two horrors in there. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying though. But they threw it in there and they threw it oh, in for that. I think did I, that, and they they probably pushed it more as a sci-fi movie than anything else, and so it kind of came across as more. Now, go back and rewatching this. That's something I do have to say. The sci-fi elements were good. I mean, when it got to that, but it was just, you had to get through all that crap, you know, to get to the positive. It's got a slow setup, but oh, I, yeah. actually, I don't think that's slow because I mean, I mean, well, no, it, you jump right in. You jump yeah. right in, and then it kind of slows down to the because yeah. they're like, oh shit, we need to introduce characters. Like, it's like it's like <laughs> horror film. My, my problem Wait. with <laughs> my, my problem with it is it still fall it fall it follows the logic of the time in which the book was written. Right, right. and it's very much like clearly. A metaphor for communism right. and and social thinking, which is what it's saying is like right. you don't want to become that because you lose your identity. I mean, it's like that's the whole line that she gives. And I guess for me, it was just like, okay, got it, got it. You know, down here they're like, she's just trying to vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I was about to say, Finney now would be like, what is going on? We have socialists running for. It's like it's just a different world, bro. Just a different world. Welcome to We potted our people out on the interwebs. I got an avatar and everything. You got cute look. Yeah. Y'all still got that MySpace up over there. I sadly still have my MySpace page. <laughs> I saw it the other day. I'm like, hey, I remember that. That's not my mommy. My body's verified on Twitter. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally right. Love it. Love it. Love it. So would you recommend this movie? No. no. Really? I would. I would, I, I would I was, recommend I would, it more because, hey, I, 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 I lived there when they filmed this movie. <laughs> I, I, I think with the right couple of friends, just go, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not going to, yeah. here's a serious film we're going to watch. I one. feel like it's just two in the middle. Really? Yeah, I don't think I could get high or drunk enough to make it justify like where I'd laugh at it. I was very sober when I watched it. I think so was I, I was watching paranoid. this on my lunch hour at work. And I'm just going, oh god! And people like coming in, like, what's going on here? Nothing. You don't want. There's no. Don't. Do I'm, I'm glad. I'm sorry to make you waste your lunch hour. On this. It worked out. I, look, I got I got stars. I got in my three to, to watch it. Yeah. So 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 I joined stars because there were some other good movies on stars. <laughs> so, yeah. So if if you want to watch if you you want to watch this? It's on Stars. If you have Amazon Prime for right now until like it's five bucks. Yeah, for it's like five bucks until the end of March. Yeah, so you can buy the movie for three for three bucks. Yeah, or you can get Stars for three months for five bucks. Right, and I'm like. Well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting there, and there's like all kinds of other. There's other good movies for us to discuss right, exactly. on there. Exactly. Like, so, oh, uh, uh, work expense. Yeah, click. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so I don't have no idea what we're going to do next next time. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll I would like to throw replacement killers back into the mix. Okay. Uh, I would like to throw the puppet masters into the mix yeah, and bring us down yeah. theme, but we might want to deviate from it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I don't know either. <laughs> we still have to do Fortress. Fortress has to be done. Yeah. Maybe we should do Fortress. Let's do Fortress. It's a lot of prison movies we've been doing I, I lately. I do want to put one movie on the list. Sure. And Andrew, you know which one it is. Here uh, it comes. Maximum, maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. There we go. <laughs> It's well, his favorite movie. Exactly. Oh, it was the first film I ever saw. See, as a game. it's his Jim Cotta. Yeah, exactly. Maximum Overdrive exactly. is his Jim Cotta. It's so bad. It's good. You got to admit it, that. It, it's so funny because my, my first movie is like Star Wars. You guys have these really obscure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it too because it had that really badass HBO logo because that's how yeah, I saw I, uh, it. I, and you you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, with, the, with the model city and the cameras flying through, with the yep. awesome music playing. They they have just did a, uh, if I can remember, put it in the show notes. They have just did a HD remaster of that really yeah unreal nice. so it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty sweet I, I would do maximum overdrive just because uh uh <laughs> i have teased him about it for two years on a podcast so, but you gotta admit we came up with a really badass remake plot oh yeah. wait oh, for, oh that's forgot. what we forgot we forgot so before we, go, before we leave we need to do that yeah. how would you make this movie better okay well, first off, <laughs> I would not have Terry Kinney in there. <laughs> I, I think I think this more is story. Let's not let, okay, let, okay for, for story. Well, story wise, I would I would slow it down a little bit more. I would bring back the paranoia from the from the Donald Sutherland one because that to me was the, one of the main problems with this film. It, it's like like you said, oh horror. Oh wait wait wait. No, we got to introduce characters. Oh back to the horror. And it, it's so inconsistent. And it's probably you know the so many different screenwriters on the film. That you should have slowly introduced the paranoia. Okay, is this really happening? Is it not happening? And then, you know, just really amp it up to the point where it gets to the helicopter explosions and everything else. To me, that would have made a much better watching film. I would have gone more so in the vein of slightly comedic and gone more so down the Tim Burton sort of Beatlejuice vibe with it uh, with the musical number. And I'm not making that up. Like, I would actually take it a little more on the... Uh, would Danny Elfman do the music? Oh, God, yes. But I don't... Or, or like, Chris, or Chris Lott. Like, <laughs> but I would, I, would, uh, I would set it up to be a little bit more of a comedic thing where, like, the fact that when someone becomes a pod person, there's a little more comedy based around it as opposed to, like, I know it's all super serious. I know Pod babies. Pod babies. <laughs> Podlers. Podlers. <laughs> Podlers. The sequel to them. <laughs> so hear me out on this. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh-oh. Here's my pitch. I keep the military base because I think that's fascinating. And yeah. so this is what I do. I focus it around a, 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 a platoon or whatever the, the smallest unit is of guys. Then they've been in the Middle East and they come back and everyone's changed. Yeah. And so... People are like, or not every, like their families are changing. No, it's just PTSD. Yeah. No, no, it's not PTSD. I mean, yeah, I've got that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my no, wife is no longer my wife. It's a good idea. <laughs> my wife, no, and that's your psychological. Yeah, yeah. that pushes up your paranoia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how you. But I would then, if I did that to, to play upon both you guys, I would pull. As, I would show as little of the pod situation as humanly oh, yeah, possible right, yeah, yeah. to the very, very <laughs> end. So the entire yeah. time you're like, these dudes are obviously. You know, fucked up from the war. They're right. dealing with PTSD or whatever it is. Maybe someone maybe abuse, you know, right, something. Right, right. And so the idea is you you make it so that in, then it's making a statement, right? On top of it, it's like, hey, we treat our soldiers like shit when they right. come home. And so then you're building up this whole thing. I would buy into that all day. Yeah, we should write that. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that one. I mean, we are in of the potty snatchers, <laughs> poddlers. <laughs> I'm gonna make poddlers. I'm all about some poddlers. Poddlers. Poddler shirts are gonna happen. 
Uh, I'm just, <laughs> poddlers are awesome. <laughs> oh, we're going to be attacked by, I want our movie, Poddlers. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, so on Poddlers, I think that's it for us. <laughs> this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Koha's out. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.